This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. What should Giant fans be? Should Giant fans want to beat the Eagles? Should Jet fans want to win against the Patriots? The path forward is clear. What does a win get you outside of three hours where you can delude yourself and to think, you know what? It's not that bad. You, you hear this all, oh, you know, just because you have a high pick uh, doesn't guarantee you're going to get a good quarterback. A uh, duh. Yes, we know that. Now, on the Jets side of things, what should they do? At this point, aren't you numb to the damage? I mean, is it really that much? If if you lose again, is it really going to pain you that much? Aren't you at this point just numb to the damage? This is the Gordon Damer Show. I want to lose games. I'm so mad my Giants won the game because I want to lose games and I want to get a quarterback. I want to tank. I want to tank. On 98.7 ESPN. And let's get to it. Let's get to the real story. Enough of this Jets talk. Enough of this Giants talk. Let's talk about something positive for a change. And that would be the New York Knicks. And man, what a difference one week makes. Now, cast your mind back to last Saturday. I I was not happy because we get done with the show last week. I thought it was a a solid show despite uh, Harvey and Joe's uh, contribution. We get done with the show. I go and take a a little nappy poo. I was exhausted. And I wake up, and I have a text from Joe. Knicks make this major trade. And he also told me that uh, Frankie Montas was not coming back to the Yankees. I thought, am I dreaming? Is is this just a, am I in a darkness retreat and this is not real? No, it's real. The Knicks trading away R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. And they get OG Ananobi, who they've been talking, it seems like has been the rumor mill for like three years. And it's funny because the immediate reaction that I saw on Twitter, and maybe it's just because it's Twitter or maybe it's just because it's Knicks fans, was a lot of, wow, boy, the Knicks, they gave up too much. Knicks got fleeced. Knicks overpaid. When people tell you the Knicks overpaid, that is quickly becoming a very good – it's always good when you hear, oh, the Knicks overpaid. They overpaid for, for Brunson. They overpaid for Ananobi. I'm guessing as we go to the phones again here in a few minutes, we're not going to hear so much of the Knicks got fleeced, not after last night, not after that complete beatdown of the 76ers. Now, I said this after two games. I'll say it after three games. Let's not get carried away. This is not the kind of move that all of a sudden takes the Knicks from where they were to contenders in the Eastern Conference for to go to the finals or anything like that. But it was impressive. You'd have to say last night was impressive. What they did offensively, what they did to uh, kind of hold and beat in check. All you need to know is last night was such a beatdown, Tom Thibodeau actually pulled his starters. They didn't play the entire game. That's that's shocking. And this was on a night where Randall was, what, 1 for 10, 1 for 11? But Brunson was big, Grimes and McBride, two guys that are going to be really important. And it's three games. It's the NBA regular season, and it's three games. So I'm not going to get carried away. But the early returns are really, really good. You look at what the defense was doing uh, before the trade. The last three games before the trade, they were giving up like 130 points. In the three games since the trade, they're giving up 99. And the two main talking points that came off the trade was, one, this move gives you clarity on the roster. 
And the other one was, well, this is not just the, this is a big move, but it's not the big move. This sets them up for the next big move. Well, the first thing, the clarity on the roster, yeah, it gives them, it, it makes them a better all-around team. Even if they're not maybe as talented, they gave up a lot of talent to get Ananobi. But it's almost like they consolidated talent to get a a better fit player for the construction of their team. As I said with Larry the other night, like if Tom Thibodeau could cook up a player in a lab, it would look like Ananobi, elite defender, a better fit. You know the offense now is running through Brunson and Randall. There's some clarity on that. He's an elite corner three, a three and D guy, right? And he's not a guy who needs the ball in his hand to make an impact. He's going to guard the, the other team's best offensive player, but it's not the type of thing where he's uh, his only skill is, is defense. It's not like you're playing four on five. And I get it. Nick fans, they don't like giving up quickly. But we, I even said this last week before the trade went down. The writing was on the wall. It was just a question of what you got back for him. Once they didn't work out that contract, it was pretty clear. He was never going to get starter minutes here. He was never going to be the starting point guard of the team. And I'll say this, quickly does have the potential to really kind of make you regret the trade because I think he does have a potential to really break out. He's got more opportunities. It's almost certainly going to lead to to better production. And I'll be honest, I, I, I even don't really love uh, seeing R.J. Barrett go because I want to see him thrive in his new spot. But it was clear he was never going to be he's never going to live up to being the third pick in the draft. And I think one of the under focused on parts of the trade is is getting out of RJ's contract. That was not a good contract. And now that one's off the books. But it's funny that the immediate reaction so often was, oh, Nick's got fleece. Nick's got overpaid. And maybe this is just a muscle memory where people Nick's made a trade. Clearly, they must have got because for for 20 years, that that was generally right. <laughs> you just you go back to what. You, you you ordinarily do because what you ordinarily do has been correct so often. This time, I don't think it was correct. I think that the Knicks, they needed to shake it up. They had gotten a little stale with the, uh, the Mitchell Robinson injury. They needed to push to make a deal. And this is better fit over better player. And even I think that maybe that's not the right way to put it because I think uh, Ananobi is, is, is the best player in the deal. But they gave up a lot of talent to get that one player who uh, fits better. And when you think about all the disappointment the Knicks have had over the last 20 years and when, be it the mellow time or the failed pursuit of the superstars, what did everybody say? The Knicks have got to put in the work, right? They, they got to they gotta put a foundation in place. You can't just go and, 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 and grab a superstar and try to make them your saver, or you can't pitch to a superstar to come here. Hey, come here and save us. <laughs> nobody, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, I'm good where I, nobody wants to do that. So you have to build something on your own. This is what building looks like. Finding talent, that's the first stage. Developing the talent you have, the, the Knicks have kind of done that. And then make smart deals for not just big names, but for the right fit. Right? Anybody, anyone can go give up half your team for Carmelo Anthony. That didn't work. That's not hard. Isaiah Thomas, if you go back and look at the Isaiah years, they collected a lot of talent. It didn't lead to a good team. This is a move to, to, to lead to a, 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 a better team. It's a better fit for what the Knicks are looking for. It clarifies roles and, and all that. 
So I, I like the move a lot. What's not to like after these first three games? The one idea that I will kind of disagree with is the Knicks kept all their draft picks and now they have all these assets to go out and get the, the superstar. Have you looked at where the Knicks draft, what those draft picks are and, and, the, and the provisions of those draft picks, like the conditions of those draft picks? I don't know that, they're the, that it's all that appealing as, as people are making it out. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers there, but when you kind of run them down, Look, if that gets you uh, Donovan Mitchell or if that gets you a, a, a great player, hey, great. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily – I don't know that anybody is fighting over the, the draft pick – the draft picks the Knicks have. They have two number ones this year. Well, they have two number ones. The, 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 the Pistons pick is not going to qualify this year because of the conditions on it. The Washington pick is not going to qualify this year because of the conditions on it. You have your own pick, and you have the Dallas pick, as long as Dallas doesn't decide to just intentionally lose games down the stretch like they did last year and not really get punished for them, which is always a possibility. So you have two number ones this year, and I think you get two number ones next year because uh, Milwaukee is like one through – are people giving away superstar players for the Dallas Mavericks pick, the Knicks pick, and, and, and maybe something off the roster? I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not as – I'm not as optimistic that this is going to lead to some great player coming here because of the Knicks draft picks. But I'd like to be surprised. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Ernest is in New Jersey. Ernest, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Uh, my wife gave me a Christmas gift uh, for the tickets to go see him. Me and my sons went to see him last night. Oh, nice. The game was great. And uh, Bronson, I... I seen him in person i was extremely impressed um other than that julius starting to look like the old julius past couple of games he, between his turnovers and everything was a little annoying i was surprised uh the coach didn't take him out again but uh phenomenal game and only thing that that used to worry me is when the knicks were in a the lead they would blow it but past two games they've been showing up yeah, uh, look, Ernest, thanks for the phone call. I, I know Randall was not good last night. You didn't need him to be good last night. Uh, he's been sensational. He's, oh, well, lately he's, he's turned back into the old Randall. The, the game before that against the Bulls, he had 35 points in 39 minutes. Against Minnesota, he had like 40 points. So uh, I, it almost feels like some of the negativity on things that happen with the Knicks – it's always the same old thing. Can you just enjoy it? Can you just, I, I get it. It has to lead to something. And, I, and maybe I sound like a hypocrite because I'm saying about the Jets and Giants, you'd rather lose now and, and think about the future. With the Knicks, you don't have to think about the future. This is you, you can actually enjoy the right now. With the Jets and Giants, there's nothing to enjoy right now. So this, enjoy it while you get it. There's been a long period of time where you didn't have anything. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Open up the phones for the Knicks fans on the Ananobi trade because it happened uh, after we were off the air last week. So um, that's very disappointing. I would have preferred it happen on the air. But still, the results are the results. And the results, the early returns, as they say, are very, very good. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to, uh, let's hear, uh, Subi is in Midtown. Subi, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon, I just want to touch base on this trade deadline, and it feels like teams don't want to give up their best players for nothing like they used to. 
So my thinking is like you get an expiring contract and give an expiring contract. I think Siakam, even though uh, the Raptors were doing bad this year, he has the skill set to go against Giannis and the big men out there today. And that's what we need. That's what we saw yesterday. You need someone to stop the dominance of Embiid, Giannis, and even uh, San Antonio's uh, Wembenyama. So even if you have him for a year or two, at least you have him locked up for you know the playoff run that's coming up. Because I feel like even though the Raptors were doing bad this year, it was because they were missing Van Fleet and uh, Scotty Barnes is too overrated. So I feel like Siakam would be the missing piece for the Knicks. And I, I know that's been a, a like a long time coming where we've been talking about him for so long, but I think that's the deal to make. All right, Subi. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that's going to be uh, the one. And, and I, I kind of mentioned this before. The Knicks picks, like everybody, oh, they have all these number one picks these all these years. They have first rounders and second rounders. If they're if look if Leon Rose is able to take this collection of picks and turn this into a superstar, well, God bless. He's executive of the year. The Knicks have their own pick this year. They have a Dallas pick, which is protected one through ten, which I said before. As long as Dallas doesn't get to the end of the season and then intentionally decide to just throw professional games for all of us to see, the Knicks probably should get that pick. Uh, but the Detroit pick is protected one through 18. <laughs> You're not getting that one. You're not getting the Washington pick, which is protected one through 12. Uh, you get in either a Utah or a Cleveland second round pick and a Miami second round pick. And then next year, the Knicks have their own first rounder and a Milwaukee first rounder, which is protected one through four. So you figure, all right, you get two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year. If you're able to take those picks and turn them into something, something significant, not just like a bench piece, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not, I'm not ready to believe that that's going to be the case. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Gordon. Uh, hello to Joe and Harvey, and shout out to the company. Just wanted to definitely chime in on the Nick game because, like you said, you know, time will tell. You know, with the trade, you know, we still got a long way to before we give a final analysis of who won or if it was a win-win and et cetera, et cetera. And then it's, as we all know, the final report card will possibly be uh, as far as for this for, for this season's performance will be at the end of the year. So we'll, we'll see how everything goes. Uh, but, you know, kind of like, you know, in life, you know, you, you, you usually if you don't see something by the third date, you kind of know, you know, what, 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 whether to start looking so, somewhere elsewhere or if you need something else. But, um, you know, I, the what, I'm a sucker for ball movement and seeing them actually, you know, utilize the ball, go move, 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 move it around, actually create, shot, create open shots that way where you saw other people get more involved is something that I want to see more is something that I want to see more of and hopefully, you know, move, move into that. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, ISO ball is not needed in close situations where you need a bucket and shots are not falling. It's just more of, you know, I, uh, the more we, we, we utilize ball movement, everybody is involved and then everybody is, you know, ready for the playoffs in those type of situations where, you know, we're not beating, getting beat by the Gabe Vincents and the Maxi Shrews and all, all those players because they had their time while we, we, we were stuck with the rotation. So that's kind of, you know, my point, and hopefully it continues, Gordon. So yeah. I want to thank, thank you for your time. The, 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 Jose, thanks for the phone call. Do we have the breaking news sounder? That's breaking news right there. Do we have the sounder? 
Oh, boy. You got to have that breaking news. You never know what breaking news is going to happen. You have to have that on the... On... Jose in Brooklyn is happy with the Knicks' performance. That, that's breaking news. He, he, was, he, was look, he, he got into his point. He was looking for a way to get out of actually complimenting the Knicks and just being satisfied with a, a, a total dominant win against a clear NBA contender. But even he, he, his heart wasn't in it. He was trying to find a way to criticize something. But even Jose in Brooklyn could not find that way. Shows you what it... May, that might be even more impressive than Tom Thibodeau pulling his starters with the game already kind of decided. What's, what's a greater sign of, of, a, of a Knicks dominating win? Tom Thibodeau actually not playing his starters until there's 30 seconds left in the game? Or Jose in Brooklyn actually say, you know what, that was, a, that was good. I like that. There's nothing for me to criticize. Could go either way, really. You really could go either way. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? You needed the sound of it. Now, in, in full disclosure, we have a core bunch of regulars that call you and Larry during the week, and Jose is a member of that. So last night during the game, I'm going back and forth with Larry, with Jose, and my best friend, you know the story, played at City College. Larry played after him, so there's a bond there. So I said, the only thing we need, you knew by the end of the third quarter, pretty much. My friend says, I want to see Deuce McBride. He said, they're going to give him five minutes. I said, please be patient. But he says, the problem is Thibodeau. He never gives you the time the night before in the Chicago game. Uh, Donovan pulled everyone with two minutes. Thibodeau waits. That's Thibodeau. You got him. He's a good coach. He's not a great coach. So we see the games developing. Deuce McBride comes on, you know. Did you, making four threes under over at Vandal, you know, 20,000 to one. And then Grimes gets nothing, gets 18 points in a meaningless fourth quarter. Embiid was compromised. And then I go back and forth with Buddha, which, you know, I love Buddha. We love each other. And Buddha's a Sixer fan. And, you know, these, are, these teams might fight out for third and fourth. We don't know. But I told Jose the same thing as you told him. Because it was a little rough the other night with you and him listening, you know. So you got to be patient. It's a, the youths are younger. But it was the best Knicks win in five years. The Minnesota game was a big win. And we'll see how it all works out. I watched the Toronto game. And, and quickly, it falls into that trap. Gordon, he played a lot of minutes. And he had a Cam Thomas night. You know, whatever it was, 5 for 20. You know, some guys are starters. Some guys aren't. But the guy who called before, Subi, I think, mm -hmm. Knicks passed already, Subi, if you're listening, on Siakam. Every team in the league passed on him. He can't make three-point shots. He's a bad three-point. We got the best guy. Let's be patient. Can we all take a deep breath? And I'll end it with this, because I said to Larry, we need Lee from Manhattan to say, what a rush. It was yeah. a wonderful game, and we all enjoyed it. And let's not fall asleep tonight, and let's be 91-70 at the end of three. Well, and Spike, thanks for the phone call. There's times to be expecting things and, and it is just the regular season in the NBA and everything's decided on the playoffs, especially after winning a playoff series last year and you want to see progress this year. But there's also something to be said for just enjoying the moment. This is the time of New Year's resolutions. Well, maybe some of them have already <laughs> gone by the wayside. It is the sixth after all. But living in the moment, that's, as a sports fan, especially as a Nick fan, can you just be satisfied in the moment? Just for a little bit. Just a little bit. That's all I'm saying. GM is in the Valley Stream. GM, what's going on? Hey, good morning. Um, I'm just putting this out there. Hear me out. I, I think the Knicks are right there, a year away 
Um, and they should try to put together a package. And I know we've mentioned this. Um, <clears throat> putting together a package for Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. Packaging up Mitch, Mitchell Robinson, because he's too one-dimensional. You see what iHeart's doing. Isaiah Hardenstein, that is. Um, so we could have our version of Twin Towers with Jared Allen and Isaiah Hardenstein. And, and getting Donovan Mitchell, again, putting together a package. Obviously, that package would have to include Grimes, uh, two of those first-round picks. I know you've talked about that they may not be that attractive. But, again, um, Donovan. it appears that Donovan Mitchell is not happy in Cleveland from, from, what, from what it sounds like. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I don't think that that – and thanks for the phone call, Gia. I don't think that's enough uh, to get Donovan Mitchell. And I do think that it's only a matter of time before Mitchell ends up as a Nick. But he is still under contract for next year, and I don't know that Cleveland is, is giving up uh, him for even the package that you mentioned. Mitchell Robinson and Grimes and, and some draft picks. Uh, I think it's going, to, it's going to be difficult to do. I think time is on the Nick side – but whether or not that trade happens now or down the road further, I think it's going to be down the road further. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We'll push what I learned on TikTok to 11 o'clock because Nick fans have, uh, have woken up after the jubilation of last night and they want to talk at 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Um, I do want to, uh, a couple things. A... Our buddy Lonnie in Harlem, he, uh, he hit me up on Twitter. It's his brother Brian's birthday. So I want to give Brian, I guess from Harlem, a little shout out. All the love. Enjoy your birthday there. I don't know that it, I guess it is breaking news. Sure. Hope he has an amazing day. It's not, not exactly the best day to do things. And actually, after the show today, you know what I'm doing after the show today, Harvey? What's that? 12-15 show. Of the Iron Claw, the Not, story of the Von Erich family. I think you mentioned this. The show ends at noon. Yes, it does. How are you getting there in 15 minutes? I, I got my ways. I got a spaceship. I got Bezos' spaceship in my uh, in my backyard. I'm gonna, no, it's not that. It's the, They don't start the movie at 12.15. I don't know. I mean, how old are you? Do you? Don't you realize these things? I haven't been to a movie theater in like 10 years. They don't start the movie when they say they start the movie. They do 20 minutes of previews. They want you to get your popcorn for $15 and your soda for 6 bucks. I just your want your bees and your junior mints and whatever. What's your go-to? Rule raisin and action for you? What do you? What do you? No, I, would, I used to get the pizza there. Pizza? Yeah, dude. I mean, what? This is you know where society went wrong when we're eating pizza in the movie theater. That's not a movie. That's not a movie food. Look, I'm doing two things there. I'm, I'm setting myself back forty bucks and I'm watching a movie for two and a half hours. That's what I'm doing. No, I'm going there. I'm eating popcorn like. It's all about how much popcorn can I stick in my fat face in the course of two hours and 12 minutes. How much butter you can put in your veins. Oh, that movie theater butter. Oh, I drink it down. It's delicious. Delicious. Joe, what's your go-to <laughs> popcorn? Is it popcorn? What, what's your movie theater food? I do popcorn with just salt. I don't do the the, the cancerous what? movie theater butter or whatever. What? I don't know what the heck that stuff it is made out of. It doesn't matter. It's delicious. It's and delicious. I, and I do either snow caps or sour patch watermelons. Snow caps. Those, that's like eating. It's like eating gravel. Those things. They broke break a tooth on those snow caps. Maybe some bunch of crunch if they have it. 
bunch of crunch. No, it's not. I like, you, I like a raisinette. I, I can be swayed into a raisinette every once in a while. I'm not going to lie. Let me know how Ric Flair is in that movie, by the way. I've heard, I, I like to go in fresh, but unfortunately being on TikTok as much as I am, sometimes you, you, you get a little sport. I've heard the person who performs Ric Flair is not up to snuff. Which would seem to be an easy carrot. He's so well defined. He is. Ric Flair. Well defined. I mean, yeah. he's one. Of, he's one of the great people on on the history of Earth to ever live. But yes, we're saying the same thing. I'm saying as an actor, if you're going to portray Ric Flair, you know what you have to do. This is not some subtle behind the scenes where you're turning internal and no, it's it's all right there. It's not an impersonation, but in some ways it is kind of an impersonation. You gotta beat the man! Right. You gotta throw in some some high-powered woos to everything. That's a big part of it. I don't know know if that's gonna be there. We'll see. Will you be wearing your championship belt? I'll have a movie review on Tuesday. What's that? Will you be wearing your championship belt to the movie? I will not. The Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship? I might. Now that that I think about it, that's actually not a bad idea. Somebody's gonna fight you for it. that, That is a possibility. I think that the I looked ahead of time. I go to one of these theaters where you book your seat in, in advance. And I actually, this is such a bougie move. I'm having the popcorn and the drinks delivered to the seat. So all I do is I walk in and it's already there for me. What is this, Yankee Stadium? And you're sitting it's, in the yeah, 100 yeah, level? Yeah, the luxury seats. Yep. I'm going to eat a giant roast beef sandwich uh, like uh, Harvey with the pizza. Did you ask for the bar separate? So no, you could just drink no, it instead no, on the side, like a salad. No, no, it's it's. I, I want. I told them pour it on there, like your job depends on it. I think movie theaters can make a killing if they just sold the butter on its own. Uh, no, sometimes what I do is if a more if the movie gets boring, I go back to the dispenser and I just stick my head under there, like the kids at the the, the ice cream theater. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so I have that to look for. I'll give you a review on Tuesday. I'll have a solid review for it. All right, let's get some phone calls in. All right, 1-800-919. ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to Tony is in the Bronx. Tony, what's going on, my man? Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to say, first of all, that I'm a Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan since about 1953 or 54. So I know about patience. But I, I also wanted to point out that I think people forget that Julius Randle was not a Lee Rose choice. He was a choice of the prior, uh, yeah. the prior uh, management, right? And I think he was a stopgap because they couldn't get anybody else at the time. I think that the Knicks, that Rose originally envisioned a starting lineup with draft choices that included Mitch, RJ, Grimes, uh, uh, Quickly, and, uh, yeah, and Toppin, right? But then Randall performed beyond expectation, and that blocked Toppin. They signed Brunson, and that blocked Quick, and he has this big contract coming up, this big payday. And then uh, RJ, uh, then they signed DiVincenzo, and Grimes didn't start off the year well. And RJ just never melded. There was never enough ball movement for, people talk about three play, you know, three stars or three players, you need three. Uh, there was never enough ball movement for RJ, so that's why you, most of his points were gotten driving up the floor on a fast break, holding the ball himself. I think Adenabi is a better fit for this version of what the Knicks have with Brunson and Randall. And I think the proof is all of a sudden you see Brunson with his Villanova people 
and with uh, you know, and with Ardenabi, and even you see him moving the ball more. That's why his assist has gone up. The final thing I wanted to say is that I think that at the end of the day, getting rid of the quick potential future contract, you know, freed up Deuce, and I think it freed up Grimes, and it goes back to something the Knicks had before the trade, and that is quality in depth. So if 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 Deuce and Quick, I mean, I'm sorry, Deuce and, and Grimes can produce off the bench like they did last night with Hart, okay, I think that I don't know how far the Knicks are going to playoffs, but that's what makes me satisfied, even though I hated to see RJ and Quick leave. All right, Tony. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're really relying on 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 McBride and certainly Grimes now. This is their opportunity. They have to provide you some some points off the bench. They have to provide you some some actual production. They're being relied upon now, and and how that that goes, I think that kind of depends on, uh, and that will kind of decide of whether or not the Knicks have another move and whether that move is for the big player which might not be there, or if they just simply take that um, Fournier contract and maybe a pick and, and improve the bench. That's going to be – they got some time to kind of decide that. They got some games to see that. But uh, at least so far, again, early returns are good. Shine is in Brooklyn. Shine, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, Shine. What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, um, okay, thank you. Um, First of all, I'd like to um say um thank you for um, – for your service with my son. He was in um, your class last semester. His name is Adonis Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Adonis. Yeah, sure. Good kid. Yeah. Um, you, you really, got a good kid. You really, inspired, you really inspired him. And, he, you know, he's still, you know, he's going to try to do his best to hopefully get to be sitting where you're sitting at one day. Hopefully. So I want to thank you. I appreciate Thank you that. for all that you've done for him. Thank you, um, Secondly, I want to talk about um, the Knicks. Yeah. Um. Pretty much what your last caller said is everything I wanted to tell you. He he was right on the spot about everything he said about the Knicks. I'm a real diehard R.J. Barrett fan, but as far as the Knicks are for the Knicks, he just wasn't the right fit because basically he was. They just had R.J. spotting up in the corner for the whole game, and he was waiting for either Randall or Brunson to pass him the ball. And he's not a knockdown shooter, so. His, like the, the last caller said, the only way he was really most, mostly effective if he was driving the ball to the basket or you know, getting you know getting to the free free throw line to get his points. I do think the Knicks still need to make a trade and get Dejounte Murray. I like the trade they did with Anunoby because he like the, he's a perfect fit for them because he's not worried about scoring too much. He'll get his points when he'll get it, and he just wants to play defense. But they, the Knicks still need another dependable ball handler, someone who can run the offense and give Jalen Brunson a break. I like what Deuce can do, but if they have another, you know, guy who has, you know, more, who's more a little more, has more potential than Deuce right now, I think that would really suit this team and possibly even take them to the next level where they need to get to. I don't know if they can do it. I don't know who they, they like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they only have to give up a lot of picks to try to get, get them. But um, the way they yeah. are right now, is they look really good. Look, this is uh, – Shine, thanks for the, the kind words and uh, good luck to Adonis uh, in the future and everything else. But uh, in, in terms of the Knicks, uh, yeah, 
I don't know that that move can happen this year. It kind of depends on who's available. The interest of the Knicks is going to be there to add that big piece. But what's nice about this group and, and the people running, it feels like for the first time, it's not just about getting a big name. It's about getting the right fit. Like OG Ananobi, I, I guess he does have a, a, a pretty big name. He, he's pretty well established in the NBA. But it was more about this is the right fit. It's not just about going out and getting a, the, the superstar player. And he's not a superstar, but it's about actually putting a plan in place. The Knicks, think about that. The Knicks actually have a plan. When was the last time this happened before this current regime? It's That's something, man. It's been a while. Hey, it's ESPN New York's Super Box Bonanza 5. Starting this Monday, we're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to win one of 10 Super Boxes with prizes including a big screen TV, PlayStation 5, MetaQuest, and a whole lot more. Get your box for the big game by listening to DiPietro and Rothenberg, 6 to 10, Barton Hahn, noon to 3, and the Michael K. Show, 3 to 6.30, for a chance to win. Some of the prizes, $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, a final score payout of two grand. It's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey. For full contest details, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Yeah. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. I have one of my best, it's certainly my best idea of 2024, at least so far. And it's it's free programming for the NFL. Now, I'll save it for picks. I'll save it for picks at 11 o'clock. But I do I have a show idea for the NFL Network? This is brilliant, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's get some more Nick calls in here. I feel like we're teetering on at some point here. It's like the optimism and the happiness is going to go overboard because it's Nick fans and they're, they're giddy. At least so far, I feel like things have been even keel. I think things have been good so far, but you never know. It, there's always a tipping point. I don't know when that tipping point will be reached, but I feel like it could happen here. Let's go out to Buddha. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's not a Nick fan, but. Buddha. Hey, what's going on, God? How are we doing after that last night? That was rough. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you, know, you know, real quick, I'll just say this much about Devon Evans. I was interested in that movie, too. You know, I used to be a big wrestling fan. And uh, I remember Channel 47, Iris Chacon at 11.30 go off, and they would have the Florida wrestling, Dusty Rose, Kevin Sullivan, you know, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I never forget I never forget when, um, when David Von Erich, when you know, he had that match against uh, Kamala in Japan, and he just died in his hotel room, man. Well, don't give away the movie, Buddha. I like going in fresh. I, I kind of, I kind of know where the movie's going, but go ahead. You didn't know that? I, I, I know that. I know it's a very sad. I know that everybody basically dies. Yes, but I didn't know the specifics. All right, sorry, sorry. That's all right. I was at WWF. Yeah, I don't want to talk about another morbid topic like you were talking about earlier. The Aaron Rodgers trade, the worst trade is going to be out in the history of New York sports. But anyway, you know, um, look. That game last night, there's a couple of things. On the Sixers side, it's very simple. For me, I, you know, I, I can get upset and all this. It's one regular season game, like you said. But look, bro, like, I never I never bought into the fact that the Sixers, as presently constituted, are uh, a real contender. They're not on the level with the Bucs, and they're definitely not on the level with the Celtics. And, uh, I, you know, I picked my daughter up from, from the movies last night. She's listening. She's like, Dad, what's the matter? I said, you know, Tobias Harris is 
buns. She was like, Dad, what does that mean? I said, I'll talk to you about that later. <laughs> but, um, you know, look, the situation is this with the Knicks. There's two things that I noticed. Obviously, the trade was good. I mean, it's undeniable that R.J. Barrett was not going to work out here for multiple reasons. I mean, he was playing out of position. You know, it just it, there was not enough balls to go around. And to me, I, you know, I always thought quickly had more upside than R.J. Barrett personally. So I was glad for both of them to go. You know, quickly's going to thrive out there yes. in Toronto. But, you know, the situation is this with the Knicks. Not only was the trade good, there's a sneaky move that happened that wasn't really on purpose, but I had been talking to y'all about this for years, man. It's like I always felt Mitchell Robinson was o- overrated, man. I mean, him and Joel Embiid, the both of them, they need to go to the school of falling because whenever they fall, it's like, all right, I'm going to break a body part in the process. But, you know, Hardenstein is a better player to me when you look at him in totality than Mitchell Robinson. I mean, Mitchell Robinson might be a better rebounder and a better rim protector per se, but he's not a better on-the-ball defender. And in the league now, you got all these centers who are versatile, who can do different things, and, and, and Hardenstein is an excellent passer. I'm not saying he's like some all-star or anything like that, but I, I feel like that move was a net-net positive, you know, and I hate to say that when somebody gets injured. You know, uh, what you want to see with the Knicks uh, and what what was really – for me, you know, like, I'm not a Knicks fan, but, you know, what I noticed and, and what I thought was very interesting last night was Julius Randle didn't play well, and he yeah. did revert sort of back to some of the stuff, dribbling the ball, getting stripped and everything like that. But that ball was moving. McBride getting shots. Uh, DiVincenzo getting shots. I mean, maybe if anything, it could be a, a, a learning lesson for him and the coach. Like, you know, be a part of the movement, not be a stopper of the movement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. Uh, I think with Randall, it is a lot of a lot of that 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 ball stopping came because I don't think that he really trusted anybody those first two years, and then when you saw Brunson get here and and the way he played, you saw it a little bit more, and maybe now with the the overall. Uh, improvement of talent around him. Hopefully, that does, especially when you get to the playoffs, because that you can't have another repeat of what you saw the the previous two runs with Randall in the postseason. You know, just pounding the ball in the paint, and you're just waiting for it to get stripped, and you see the double team and the triple team coming, and he doesn't feel it. So, uh, you, you can't have any more of that. You can't have any more of that. Giuseppe is in Staten Island. Giuseppe, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hello, am I on? Yeah, you're on, Giuseppe. What's got? So, what I want to talk about is Isaiah Hardenstein. He's been playing phenomenal this, phenomenal this whole year. I think he could be in some ser- like he could be a serious trade, uh, good player to trade with this year. To trade away? He could, he could have some power. We could, uh, or we could just keep him. We could trade away Mitch, but Mitch Robinson hasn't been healthy this year. Yeah, Mitch, and thanks for the phone call, Giuseppe. Uh, I, that is an issue with Mitch. It's always been kind of a, a problem of keeping him healthy. But uh, I, I got to be honest, of all the unforeseen things, Isaiah Hartenstein playing the way he has played since Mitch went down, uh, it, uh, I did not see that one coming. You know, last night, 17 points. He had six rebounds. He's been a, he's a, been a monster on the boards. He's been a monster blocking shots. He had five assists last night. So that's uh, it's all well and good. It's all well and good. It, 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 right now, this is the time you've been waiting for as a Knicks fan, and and hopefully it continues and a win against the Sixers again. It's NBA regular season basketball, so you don't want to get too carried away. 
But last night's performance, that was, that was an impressive performance, basically start to finish against a really good team. And the Knicks don't have that many. They beat the Bucks, so that was a good win. Last year, it felt like they were more competitive against some of the top better teams. And this year, that has not really been the case. Last night was the first case of that outside of the Buck game where you felt like, wow, this is impressive. 